Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happened on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information, as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you're interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. Today is March 30th. In 1981, President Ronald Reagan was shot at close range as he left the Washington Hilton Hotel just about one mile from the White House. On this day in 1981, President Ronald Reagan was shot in the chest at the side entrance of the Washington Hilton on Connecticut Avenue by John Hinckley Jr. Reagan was walking to his limousine after a speech to AFL-CIO leaders when Hinckley, 25 years old, who was standing among a group of reporters, fired six shots, hitting Reagan and three others. Hinckley shot James Brady in the head, inflicting permanent brain damage on Reagan's press secretary. Timothy McCarthy, a Secret Service agent, was shot in the side, and Thomas Delante, a District of Columbia policeman, was shot in the neck. The latter two would recover from their wounds. Brady's 2014 death was ruled a homicide 33 years after he was shot. Hinckley was quickly overpowered and pinned against a wall, while Reagan, still unaware that he had been shot, was shoved into his limousine by an agent and rushed to George Washington University Hospital. The 22 caliber bullet had collapsed Reagan's left lung and just missed his heart. Remarkably, the president, 70 at the time, walked unassisted into the emergency room. As he was being prepped for what turned out to be two hours of life-saving surgery, he quipped to his wife, Nancy, Honey, I forgot to duck. He told his surgeons, Please tell me you're Republicans. The next day, the president reported to be in stable condition, signed a bill from his hospital bed. Reagan's popularity continued to soar after he returned to the White House on April 11th. By the end of that month, he would receive a tumultuous welcome on Capitol Hill. In 1867, the U.S. government purchased Alaska. The purchase of Alaska marked the end of Russian efforts to expand trade and settlements to the Pacific coast of North America and became an important step in the United States' rise as a great power in the Asia-Pacific region. Beginning in 1725, when Russian Tsar Peter the Great dispatched Vitus Bering to explore the Alaskan coast, Russia had been a keen interest in this region which was rich in natural resources and lightly inhabited. As the United States expanded westward into the 1800s, Americans soon found themselves in competition with Russian explorers and traders. St. Petersburg, however, lacked the financial resources to support major settlements or military presence along the Pacific coast of North America, and permanent Russian settlers in Alaska never numbered more than 400. Defeat in the Crimean War further reduced Russian interest in this region. Russia offered to sell Alaska to the United States in 1859, believing the United States would offset the designs of Russia's greatest rival in the Pacific, Great Britain. The looming U.S. Civil War delayed the sale, but after the war, Secretary of State William Seward quickly took up a renewed Russian offer and on March 30th, of 1867 agreed to a proposal from Russian minister in Washington to purchase Alaska for $7.2 million. The Senate approved the Treaty of Purchase on April 9th. Former er, President Andrew Jackson signed the treaty on May 28th and Alaska was formally transferred to the United States on October 18th of 1867. This purchase ended Russia's presence in North America and ensured U.S. access to the Pacific Northern Rim. For three decades after its purchase, U.S. paid little attention to Alaska, which was governed under military, naval, or treasury rule, or at times, no visible rule at all. 
Seeking a way to impose U.S. mining laws, the United States constituted a civil government in 1884. Skeptics had dubbed the purchase of Alaska Seward's folly, but the former Secretary of State was vindicated when a major gold deposit was discovered in the Yukon in 1896, and Alaska became the gateway to the Klondike gold fields. The strategic importance of Alaska was finally recognized in World War II. Alaska became a state in January the 3rd of 1959. And in 1909, the Queensboro Bridge, also known as the 59th Street Bridge, linking New York boroughs of Manhattan and Queens, was opened. On June 12, 1909, the New York City began an eight-day celebration of the connection of the east side of Manhattan with Long Island City and Queens with the Queensboro Bridge designed by Henry Horns Bostel. Though it officially opened to traffic on March 30th, the festivities drew over 300,000 people, larger than the population of Queens at the time, to see the bridge lit up with electricity and hear 1,500 children sing the Star Spangled Banner in its honor. It meant that crossing the East River was no longer an obstacle to the development of the Borough of Queens. In April of 1909, a large luncheon was held at Bloomingdale's, which is located just one block from the Manhattan entrance to the bridge. After the luncheon, plans for an eight-day celebration were released to the press. There was a circus, a parade of 25,000 participants, and a fireworks spanning the river. There was even a young woman selected as Queen of the Bridge who was awarded two lots of land in Canessa Park. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening, and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com President Reagan Assassination Attempt Politico.com U.S. Purchases Alaska at History.State.gov and the Queensboro Bridge at NewYorkHistoryBlog.org The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing, as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.